Welcome to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2021 Forbes Best in State Wealth Advisor, and CEO of Cutton Wealth Management, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC. This podcast offers a broad range of financial planning concepts to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Jonathan will provide you with concepts that bring you confidence, simplicity, and success on your journey to financial and retirement security. Join us as we explore ways to help you feel more assured, connected, and in control of your financial life. Now, onto the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast. Now, here's the deal, right? The deal is, is John has talked repeatedly about the fact that he has lots of different people on the team. So we decided it might be a great idea to start interviewing some of the other people. And we've got a great one for you today. So this is Dave Dick. Now he's a financial advisor, managing partner at Cotton Wealth Management, but he is the beachhead advisor in Texas. And so, which basically means he runs, I don't know, Dave, what, what does that mean exactly? Yeah, great, great question. So first of all, Glad to be here and honored uh, to be part of the Cut and Wealth Management team where we do take the certainty of uncertainty very serious. So we'll get to dive into that a little bit, Matthew. But your question is, what is a beachhead? It's kind of a, our own little term. And, and what it means for us is it, it's a leader that's building an organization and maybe, maybe a specific area or an area of responsibility. It can be, you can have multiple beachheads in one location. You can have them spread out across the country, but really it's, it's it, when you, if you've listened to John, one of the key cornerstones, one of the values that we have is leadership. And the, that, that harkens to why we have what's called the beachhead. And the leadership component is the beachhead is leading his organization to develop and to help. And really ultimately to help the, the whole point is to help as many clients as we can to prepare for the certainty of uncertainty, to, in essence, have a plan, have a goal, have a plan, track towards that and be able to accomplish that. And Beachhead takes on the responsibility and, and raises their hand and says, I, I can do it. I have a skill set, I have a passion, I have a background, and I want to actually help other people help people. And that's the best way I can describe what a beachhead Good. is. All right. Well, you just brought up the word background, which is where we start most of these shows. So why are you doing, why did you end up being where you're at? Let's tell us a little bit about your story, please. It's one of those where you realize what your calling in life is, why you breathe oxygen and why you put your feet on the ground. And what happened to me uh, is I came face to face with needing a financial advisor. And I'll, I'll share a little bit of uh, a background of what happened. My, both my parents were small business owners and entrepreneurs. And by the way, all four of my grandparents all respectively own their own businesses. Both my grandmothers own their own businesses, separate from both of my grandfathers who own their own businesses. And so growing up as a child, I knew we were talking about payrolls and making payroll and getting accounts receivables. And that was our kitchen table discussions. And so I knew I was going to own businesses. And matter of fact, 80% of my family owns their own small business of some sort or professional services, or uh, we branched out in different areas. And so that was my childhood dream was to own businesses. And uh, I can tell you that uh, my parents 
we're probably very typical as most business owners, very salt of the earth, blue collar people that are out there making, making their way. And my father at the ripe old age of 50 was walking down the street, had a massive heart attack and it was unexpected, completely not expected. And that was my mother's high school sweetheart. And she didn't want to go home because the uh, hallway into uh, the bedroom, once you open the bedroom door, the master bedroom, the hallway was designed such that, that you passed right by my father's closet and she did not want to look at the clothes. And so she moved in with me and I went to their house and I was picking up the mail and checking on the home. And I was, you know, because she's, you know, she's not going home and it struck me, you know, there's a credit card statement and bill and there's a car payment and a mortgage. And I'm looking at this and I'm wondering what, what's the plan? Like, what, what, what are we going to do? And I went to my mom and I said, what was the plan you and dad talked about? Like, how are we going to handle this stuff? And there really, there, there really wasn't one. I mean, it was, she just was not prepared for the certainty of uncertainty. wasn't prepared for that to happen. I would, and, and what I, being a business owner, and at that time, I'd owned a number of businesses, everything from care homes to, to restaurants, to flooring companies, just, uh, just a number of, I was a serial entrepreneur, couldn't, couldn't stop myself from starting or buying or, or, or having a business. And I started wondering what would happen if I didn't come home. And uh, so uh, my mom and I met a financial advisor. And he started helping her put her financial life together. And we were able to, uh, my dad had a small life insurance policy and a couple other financial instruments. And he basically put together a plan where she knew financially she was going to be okay. She started leaning in and she was able to go home and open her business back up. And through that process, I, I was actually uh, enrolled to go to the University of Denver Law School at the time. And I would drip. And I said, that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. I started uh, asking friends of mine, other business owners and, and friends and, and family, if you didn't come home tonight, what would happen with your family and the finances? If uh, you, you could no longer do what you do, what would happen? And everybody gave me the same look and the same, there was never an answer. And I realized that the world could use one more attorney or it could use somebody that could actually go out and save people financially. And I just became incredibly passionate about it. I realized it was my calling. I uh, went back to, to school, to Regis University, studied finance and uh, joined AmeriPro uh, with the time. It's called American Express Financial Advisors and uh, moved my family all the way from Denver, Colorado to uh, the Portland area to start my practice. And uh I don't, I don't want to brag. I, I mean, just to just give you a way of how did I get to Texas? I was running my practice and I was doing okay. Well enough that the company came along and said, would you mind teaching other people? And I said, I'd love to. And uh, because I came to this profession a little bit later in, in my life. And, and I said, I'd love to, because I felt like it was an education. It was an opportunity to see even more clients and write even more plans. And um, just as a side note, I uh, started my first year with this business, and it won't mean much to a lot of listeners, but it will speak to my heart. I had 65 clients my first year, and all 65 of them were engaged in financial planning. And I, I, I believe in it so much that I believe it is the only way to do have a relationship with the with, with financial services that we do planning. And that is what guides our decision making. That's how passionate I am about it. And I uh, started teaching that to other people and they became passionate about it. And they started helping people. We really started making a difference. And one of those things that it started to snowball and I took over a branch and took over an area and then eventually became uh, what's called a field vice president executive with the company leading the Texas, New Mexico area 
on about 400 advisors here and for 10 years was teaching them uh, basically you know, how to run their business and how to do what we do and be a financial advisor and, and engage in that level of service. And then and then 20, uh, a couple of years back, I, I started just really saying, I, I really wanted to get back to my roots. I, If you think about my story, I wanted to work with people and I wanted to work with particularly professionals and I wanted people to have a plan in place. And I wanted to get back to doing that. I kind of doing the executive part with Ameriprise, which was great, wonderful, good experience. I had a whole you, you just the, the level of experience that I had in leading and teaching and developing was was amazing. And but I really just wanted to see eyeball eyeball across the table and hold somebody's hand and walk through those tough conversations. And and I also didn't want to give up helping other people. And so I was looking to step uh, back into what we call back into private practice or back into meeting with clients again. And uh, John, John, that's when I I knew of John for years. John Cutton, my partner as you guys have heard on the uh, before. And uh, I, uh, I had known John, we had known of each other and you know, kind of passed in some of the you know, leadership uh, conferences and stuff, but then really worked together on anything. And we, we joined forces and, and uh, people would ask me why, you know, you have all this experience. Why would you partner with John? And I said, because first of all, John and I are kindred spirits. We believe in financial planning. Like that was the core. Secondly, we have a model here called seasonal seasonal planning. And that was, I, luckily enough, again, calling when you do what you're supposed to do, things just happen for you. One of the first things I learned was a seasonal planning from a gentleman of ours that was at Ameriprise that we, we adopted a system and I put it into place here. And that's how I ran my practice. So when John started talking and I said, this is what I'm going to do, we, we just clicked. He had already built that out and I could just really plug in and leverage that. And that made a huge difference in being able to do that. So, all right, Dave. So let's talk about this beachhead in Texas. So who's on your team? You're still seeing clients. Could you talk a little bit about the structure and what the client experience is like with people working with you guys in Texas? Sure. Absolutely. Thanks. And, and, And thanks for the question, because it's really is about the people that are here on the team. So we when we think about a beachhead, underneath that we have what's called diamonds, which is what we we, we start to build build out. But uh, let me talk a little specifically about uh, some of the leaders uh, on my team here. Um, specifically up here in Dallas, I have uh, a number of advisors, and behind that, that's the Dallas and Fort Worth, Arlington uh, diamond, so to speak, and that supports that as a team of of paraplanners and staff that make the magic really happen. And I could go through a list of those folks, but when you call, those people are the ones that, you know, for the clients are the ones that actually make the, the, the secret sauce happen because my team's pretty, pretty awesome. Now, I'm going to start to expand out a little bit just to give you some breadth of how we operate. I have an office in McAllen, Texas, and we deal with and, and we connect and deal with clients. And so we I believe in a hands-on and face-to-face approach. So we travel to McAllen so that we can actually be there with people if that's how they want to meet. We're comfortable with technology. We're comfortable with virtual. But I'm also, this is a face-to-face, belly-to-belly, eyeball-to-eyeball type of business. And if that's how you want to meet, I, I, my team and I, we, we will do that. We take all the precautions. We're very safe. We've structured the office to be that way. But we do understand how important the financial decision is. And we want to give that option to, to, to clients. And and then we have a Houston a location as well, where we're expanding out and uh, and helping. And we've just started developing a office in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we've got a couple of advisors joining us up there as well. 
All right, brother. Well, here's the million dollar question. <laughs> do you have time to do anything else? Uh, so when you're not working, right, what, what do you do to recharge your batteries? I understand. I can tell and people can't see this, but you have this huge smile on your face. Yeah. I know that this is your passion. I understand that you're fiercely entrepreneurial, but, but when you're not working, what, what are you doing? Man, that's well, okay. Just so first off and foremost, have you ever found something in life that no matter what you did, you got to think about it, breathe it, eat it. And I love what we do. I love financial services so much that you can never know enough. I can't believe it doesn't matter what I go and start to study. I just, for whatever reason, I just keep coming back to the same podcast. And I keep coming back to the same learnings and I'm always expanding. And, and I know that, you, that we're not asking about that, but I, I, the foundation of what I feed my brain is a lot about what we do around how do I help somebody, all the stuff that we talked about a second ago. Mm-hmm. For then When I unplug away from that, I've been married for 30, I think this is my 35th year. I better get it right because I think she can hear me. And um, I, But we've been married and I'll, I'll tell you a little story about that in a, in a, in a, in a, maybe, but we've three daughters, all adults, and I have the greatest gift that any any person can have. I have a grandson. So you can imagine that I'm okay going, it's six o'clock. I'm picking up the little guy. We're hanging for a couple hours. Like that's Saturday morning. I'm up out of bed. Where's my little guy? Like he's my action figure and we just go start doing stuff. So I, I get to spend. And then last thing is I, um, I ride motorcycles and I ride long distance and I love to, I'll put on anywhere from 10 to 15,000 miles on a given year, just uh, just touring the countryside and and uh, my whole next mission, <clears throat> should I be able to get this done, is I now want to go ride motorcycles on other continents. I want to go mm-hmm. to Europe. I want to go to South America. That's the like the evolution of uh, what I want to do. But that's where I get my uh, my Quan, my Zen, my meditation, so to speak, is I unplug because you can't do anything on a motorcycle motorcycle except pay attention. So that's where I have really unplugged. Thank God you're paying attention, because if not, it can be a very, very short trip. All right. Now, this is a very loaded question, and I'm interested in how you're going to answer this. But most people have like a go-to thing. The thing that they always find themselves handing to people, uh, saying, hey, you got to watch this. Hey, you got to read this. Hey, you got to do this. Is there anything in your life that you consistently find yourself referring to um, and recommending to friends, family, and clients? You know, there, there's a genre. Let me put it this way. There's a genre that I, I, and I didn't really realize how important it was until I started engaging on it. And what that is, is it's a, it's a big umbrella. I'm going to say this, but it's self-improvement. Yeah. I, I had a, I had the formal education and I had the entrepreneurial background and I had those things. And when I got engaged, I was very lucky when I got engaged at American Express, I came in contact with people who really believed in leadership and they started feeding books to me like Atlas Shrugged or How to Win Friends and Influence People or The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People or, uh, you know, and, and, uh, and as a man thinketh, and you just can go through the list, right? And that wiring that takes place from the leadership perspective, the self-improvement uh, genre, so to speak, over time changed me as a person. It made what I focused on, how I, uh, I'll give you one example, one, one very concrete example. I own, when you own businesses and that's what you own, it is not, I would tell my employees, this is not a democracy. This is Dave does. 
Like this is what we're going to do. When you take on leadership, you realize that you have to abandon that and you have to find, you have to find a connection. You have to find what makes, what's going to make that person tick and work and give their best effort and energies and find causes worthy of their best, uh, best efforts. And then you, I changed as a person and I changed how I led. It didn't abandon all the skills, except I adopted that this is about other people's lives. This is about what can I contribute to them and help them get what they need. And I started being, I don't want to say less selfish, but more less focused on what am I going to accomplish? Because I knew I was going to do this great things and I'm not to be bragging. I I'm just driven that way, Sure. but my life started becoming what, you know, what can I do for somebody? What can, how can I help them unstick? And then it was about giving them books and they could unstick. Like it, it, there was just a snowball effect. Right. Well, you just totally cued me up for the next question here, which is success, <laughs> right? What does that mean to you? How do you as Dave measure, if you know, you've been successful, how do you define yeah. that for yourself? It's changed over oh, as I got older and got more successful. <laughs> it's so funny. It's success. It's funny that you know, when you, when you, I start, I'll tell you, when I started in this business, I thought to myself, man, if I could get to 150,000 a year in recurring in revenue, like, you know, I was, that was just more money than I could ever think of. And then when you, you did that, then it would became this, the next hilltop. And, and then o- over time, what, what I'll tell you where I'm at today. I mean, I'll fast track to, to where I'm at today. Nothing gives me more excitement than to get a letter from a client from about one of the people on my team. That's the best. That's what I live for. And I can tell you that that's, uh, that's success for me. If I can leave this world where I'd help people begin to help people begin to help people begin to help people. Then like Steve Jobs said, I can make a dent in the universe. Yeah. Do you have a motto, a mantra or a saying that you use to keep yourself focused on a daily basis. <laughs> I do. I have a, I have a couple. You have a couple that does not. I do. Be day I do. No, the first, the first, the first one is we got to get done. That's like one of mine, man. We get that's we got to get it done, right? Like it's just no matter what's going on. I've I've had military background. I've had owning businesses that have succeeded and failed, and sports background and martial arts and all this stuff. And I've just always been the kind of person, man. You just got to get it, get it done. Like you just no matter how bad it is, you got to go get it done. But, but the, but what I really, I say this to my team. I say this to myself every day. This is the challenge. Every morning we have a check-in and I say the same thing every day, find a way to make a difference today. Other, find a way to make a difference in somebody's life today. So that is for me, that's what we're here to do. Like, and God, I I say this because I've been given this opportunity and the opportunity is that how can we go, how can we go make a difference? And so I inspire my team every day. Let's go make a difference. Find a way to make a difference. What question should I have asked you that I didn't? Um, what's next? What's next for Dave? Or what's next for Dave? <laughs> I'll totally take that and run with it, brother. Okay. What, what's next for you, man? Well, I feel very, bl- John, my partner, I feel blessed that he and I connected. Uh, it was very fortuitous and it's probably, you know, your life, you look back and there's a lot of luck in my life that, that's got me to here. A lot of things that have been really great that's happened. And one of those things has been my partnership with John. And when I think about what's next, what, what I love is that I didn't know what I was actually capable of 
until I met John who pushed me and said, you're not thinking big enough. You're not thinking big enough. And so what's next for me is how, how, how many people can we bring on the journey to make something that's never existed in our industry and for clients ever before. And I, I don't even know what that is, but I do know I can't even describe it today. I know where it is, I'm going. It's so inspiring that I see it developing every day. And the more I see it unfold, the bigger my mind is getting and the more the more we're helping clients and the more we're expanding and what we provide and how we're helping people. And it's just, it's inspiring. And what's, what's next for me is that I want to infuse people that I'm connected with to think the same way to how big can you get? You're not thinking big enough. What is the best way for anybody to reach out who's in your geographic area to find out a little bit more about who you are and how you can help them? So the easiest thing is uh, so my email, right? So the david.w.dick, very simple. If you uh, were in the fifth grade, you could spell all of those. david.w.dick at ampf, that's Adam Mary Paul Frank, ampf.com. You can find us. Uh, you can find us on Facebook and LinkedIn. I don't have my all my phone numbers and stuff. That's okay. You know what? Here's the fun part. We do, uh, so we'll make sure that we have that in the show notes for you specifically, so that if people want to contact you, they can. I just like asking that question. So. Yeah. No. 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 It's uh, and and like I and like I said, we are. However, you want to meet, we're prepared to meet. Nice. That, that that my whole team really feels connect. We are we're we're not sitting and thinking one philosophy like we got to meet face to face or we got to meet by virtual. We only do phone. We're not we're not stuck in that box. We meet you where you're at. Nice. That's that's where that's what we're, we we do. Well, Dave, your your energy is contagious. It's you're an incredibly inspiring human being, and I'm sure you've inspired more and more people who are listening to this to want to pick up the phone, give you guys a call, or reach out via email. Or social media. So, Dave, I want to thank you very much for being on the show. Thanks for having me. And uh, don't let John know that we have this uh, special little time together because he'll probably try to outdo me. So <laughs> he's competitive that way. I don't know. I appreciate got, it. But... He, he's got a bunch of these in the can already, my friend. So uh, you had a high bar to live up to. Uh, so, okay, everybody, if you uh, if you have not already tried to go ahead and get this podcast into your listening world, please make sure that you do. And I am sure that you know somebody uh, who either could be working with Cut and Wealth Management or specifically at the Beachhead in Texas. So make sure that you reach out to the appropriate folks so that they can help you plan for the certainty of uncertainty. So for Cotton Wealth Management and me, Matt Hallern, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Thank you for listening to Planning for the Certainty of Uncertainty podcast with Jonathan Cutton, Private Wealth Advisor, 2019 Barron's Hall of Fame Advisor, 2021 Forbes Best In-State Wealth Advisor. Cutton Wealth Management offers comprehensive financial advice and a broad range of solutions to help you and your loved ones live brilliantly now and in the future. Have questions? Contact us at cutinwealthmanagement at ampf.com or give us a call at 800-455-4595. Don't forget to click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. This podcast provides general information, is not intended to provide investment advice, and does not account for individual investor circumstances. Investment decisions should always be made based on an investor's specific circumstances. Neither past performance nor any forecast guarantees future results. 
Investment products are not insured, are not guaranteed by any financial institution or governmental entity, and involve investment risks, including loss of principal. Ameriprise Financial does not offer tax or legal advice. Consult your tax advisor or attorney. Ameriprise Financial has not reviewed and does not endorse any other podcast channel or material. Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, member FINRA and SIPC. Barron's generates its rankings from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in exchange for the ranking. Barron's Hall of Fame advisors have been ranked for 10 or more years on one of the following lists. Barron's Top 100 Financial Advisors, Barron's Top 100 Women Financial Advisors, or Barron's Top 100 Independent Financial Advisors. Barron's generates its ranking from a formulaic analysis of surveys answered by candidates regarding assets, revenue, and quality of practice, including an advisor's regulatory and compliance record. Barron's is a registered trademark of Dow Jones LP, all rights reserved. This award is not indicative of the advisor's future performance. Neither Ameriprise Financial nor its advisors pay a fee to Barron's in the exchange for the ranking. This ranking was developed by Shook Research and is based on an in-person and telephone due diligence meetings to evaluate each advisor qualitatively. A major component of a ranking algorithm that includes client retention, industry experience, review of compliance records, and firm nominations as well as a quantitative review that includes assets under management and revenue generated for their firms. Investment performance is not a criterion because clients' objectives and risk tolerances vary, and advisors rarely have audited performance reports. Rankings are based on the opinions of Shook Research LLC and not indicative of future performance or representative of any one client's experience. Neither Forbes nor Shook Research receive compensation in exchange for the placement on the ranking. For more information, www.shookresearch.com. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Ameriprise Financial Services, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Ameriprise Financial Advisors are individually registered to do business only in certain U.S. states. Please refer to an advisor's personal website for additional details.